When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I have Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, this is a semi-historic day in MLB Daily. If I'm correct, this is our first morning record since April 2021. Yeah, if we're considering morning like prior to 9 a.m., then then yes. But we certainly have recorded at like 10 a.m., 11 a.m. But yes, early morning for sure. Um, Crack of dawn recordings, this is up there. Yes, absolutely. Um, however, we are recording this now because LJ will be uh, out of commission for a few weeks. Um Be sure to check out the show I did last night where I went over our team of the weeks. Um, Some very interesting choices by both me and LJ for the team of the week um, that I... What were your thoughts? Oh, I had some... I had had quite a bit of fun with it. Um, You'll have to check it out later. Um, It was was quite the entertaining episode for me. you know, at least because I kind of live reacted to your list during the middle of the episode. So there was some, there was some, some fun, some fun points in there. Oh, joy. I will definitely have to listen to that on our way down to the place that we are going. What is the place that we are going? We are going to Bridgeport. Thank you. Um, take a little vacation here, but anyway, Brandon, 
American League MVP, how easy, how hard was this for you? Honestly, easier than the Cy Youngs or the Rookie of the Year, um, just because, you know, we've been following these guys a lot more closer than um, we have the, the, the pitchers, at least. And also when you are dealing with mainly hitters, um, you know, you already have stats like war and OPS plus weighted runs created plus that already tell you a pretty good portion of the picture. Well, with pitching, there's so many different stats like, uh, you know, there's there's ERA, FIP, war. You Then you bring in the expected stats, you know, when with at least for hitters, war and weighted runs created plus OPS plus are all very stable and um, something that we can definitely use as a great a reference point when trying to compare players, at least in this kind of sense. Absolutely. Brendan, do you want to go ahead and kick us off? Who is oh. your top tier? My top tier, the guys that can win this award. We have four, and it is in no particular order. Uh, Raphael Devers, Aaron I'm Judge. Sure this is in a particular order. Sorry? I'm pretty sure that's in a particular order. <laughs> no, no, no particular order. Um, Devers, Judge, Mike Trout, and Jose Ramirez. Uh, that is my top tier. I believe that be between those four, it's pretty much a runaway race at this point. Um, and I'll get into that in my next tier. But um, basically, those four all have very similar stats. It's actually kind of scary how similar between the four of them their stats are um and yeah they're they're all really good um we don't need to delve much into whether or not Aaron Judge, Jose Ramirez, Mike Trout, and Rafael Devers are um good at baseball. <laughs> yeah I, I I think I can agree with you on a lot there. Um certainly you know, I, th I think you're, you're leaving a guy out here who probably should be in that conversation, but we will definitely, I, I mean, he better be somewhere in this here or there. But anyway, I will go ahead. My top two tiers, Brandon does three tiers. Of course, I do four, starting with my leader, because I'm the one with the guts to actually pick my MVP here. It's Rafael Devers. Were we really expecting me to go somewhere else here? 68 games he's he is one week one game away from absolute greatness here 68 games 16 homers 53 runs 43 rbis and a weighted runs created plus of 173 um he's he's put together everything we knew was there you know you start to see him come up really give you flashes in 2018 the glove wasn't there. 2019, the glove was really there, Brandon. And then you weren't seeing those same flashes from the bat. And then all of a sudden the bat comes on fire in 2020 and 2021. Now he's finally putting together a complete offensive, defensive performance. And this is the type of scary power he gets himself into. Oh, yeah. The, the baseball savant stats for Rafael Devers are – uh, quite gross <laughs> I mean hmm. it's just so much red um, he's actually not striking out that much either 
neither is Jose Ramirez, who I know Jose Ramirez, he's got his strikeout percentage down to 7.5%, which is down six whole percent from last season. Um, I don't know how he just got that much better at making contact and not striking out, but good for Jose Ramirez. Good for Rafael Devers here. Um, yeah, yeah like and it's him. interesting too because you're saying there's a lot of red here. There's a lot more room for improvement too. Oh, yeah. The big place I want to look is the chase rate. 11th percentile right now. That's kind of been the whole a common theme of his career. But you watch him play. He's a very talented contact hitter. He just swings at really stupid pitches a lot. And so all of a sudden, you know, if he gets a little more patient, you're talking about a strikeout rate that's going to skyrocket down. I mean, right, so plummet. Um, skyrocket we're, down, yep. We're skyrocketing down today. This, this this podcast is skyrocketing down the more longer you have me talking. Um, but, no, my point being, like, you're talking about a guy who could easily be the 90th percentile or close to it in strikeout rate once if you were to get a little more patient at the plate. Like that would go a long way. And all of a sudden, how much scarier do his uh, regular numbers look on that regard? Oh, yeah. But moving into my contenders, Aaron Judge, really close second here for me. Actually, I believe they are tied in war currently, not the same um, defensive uh, runs above average, but 27 homers, 52 RBIs, five stolen bases through this point in the season, just He's been hitting everything, and frankly, I don't know why they're pitching to him anymore. I mean, is today yeah, last night it, that that is a terrible choice by the Astros last night. I talked about that on the show yesterday, but oh my god! I, look, I, I wasn't watching at the time, but I I got back. I watched the whole ninth inning. I put it on my MLB TV after the game was over. There was no reason why you should be walking DJ LeMahieu. Like, it would, no matter what you do, there's a runner on first and two outs and DJ is up. He needs to be putting the ball in play. You cannot just give him first base to let Aaron Judge step up. It's, it, it's, it's just such bad pitching by the Astros there, which is something that we haven't seen them do in a long time. Brendan, I'd rather see them intentionally walk the guy at one and two. Then I would, yeah, see them totally not good. walk the guy at three out. Um, Crazy. It's just that's bad baseball. Why but, would you even throw a pitch near the zone on three out? Because you already know he's gonna swing if it's there. Well, you have to have it close enough because the last thing you need is it getting away from your catcher. Yeah. The last thing you needed is this turning into another Brooks Krisky situation. Oh, you mean Martin Maldonado, who is the defensive savant of a catcher, but can't play defense and also forgot how to hit? Um, we're going to talk a lot more about him when I get back. This is kind of a uh, one of our infamous mid-show production meetings, but we did a little bit last year. We're probably going to end up, once I get back, doing um, trade scenarios every day yeah at that point and i would like to make a lot of them about getting the astros a catcher because it's the one thing they need this is bad this is getting it's getting ridiculous it's getting comical i'm fine with 
Maldonado is the backup because for team chemistry yeah. purposes, I'm sure it's great, but oh, and that's oh. not that I have an issue with Maldonado, but this is like have you have they won since he got there? Was he on the 2017 team and then he was on the so because he got no, traded he back. Was, he was he there got traded there in 18, then traded to Kansas City. And in which Chicago, he came back to Houston in 2019, but his play played a part of the 2018 season there as well. Yes. So he wasn't there for 2017. No. So they haven't won with this guy. It's not like he's their ace in the hole. I couldn't remember if he was there before he, because he was in LA before he went to Houston, right? Yes. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't see wh- why are they so glued to him? Like at this point, it's not like it's showing that it's worked. And this is also the same team that traded Garrett Stubbs to Philly, who is now probably the best or second best backup catcher in the league. Wow. Okay. Or I mean, offensively now. Yeah. I mean, a Garrett three, Stubbs is three homers and forty-eight plate appearances, slashing three seventeen, four hundred four, six fifty-nine. Well, are we going to be talking about him for our NL MVP show? <laughs> I mean, with 48 plate appearances, of course not. But, like, you can't tell me he wouldn't be able to put up more value in the starting role for Houston. Oh, yeah. No, he already has has uh, doubled the war that Martin Maldonado has this year. Thank you. You know what? Heck, he's going into my uh, – he's going into my outside looking in. Okay. <laughs> Garrett Stubbs. All right. Um, uh, but the rest of my contenders I will go through quick. Jose Ramirez, Brandon's p- talked plenty on already another terrific season by a terrific player and of course it's hard finally really... gonna get one lj no it's so sad isn't it's so it? Sad. The, the, the issue is there's there's five no i think there's like seven guys that i i wouldn't be shocked to see win the award in this group and so him being one of the seven when he's not even the clear number one he's not even the clear number three at this point in the year I'm going to say no, but the fourth, the third guy in my contenders list, the fourth guy I will mention is Shohei Otani. I don't think he can drop farther than contenders in any MVP race agonizingly. I mean, this is a guy I did the math adding up his pitching war and his batting war, and it comes out to like 3.2, which puts him right around like Janet Bogart's. Um, that puts him like top 10 among bat hitters, among all players. So, you know, He's just, and then, then, then when you consider the added value outside of the war of ha- not having used the roster spot and everything he brings to the table, it's just, he's terrific. He's going to be in it every year if he's healthy. Yeah. And he's made a major jump um, with his pitching this year. Uh, he's been actually like a lights out pitcher lately. This is really incredible what he's been doing. 2.90 ERA. Um, a 138 ERA plus and a 132 OPS plus. So he's 30% better than the league average at both pitching and hitting. Um, that's not bad. Yeah, that's, that's, that's okay. Um, perfect segue into my next tier, though, which includes um, a few guys here where this is my, you know, a lot needs to go right for them, but they can still win the award tier. We have Shohei Otani, uh, Xander Bogarts, Jordan Alvarez, 
And I'm going to throw in a little bit of a sneaky one here. How about Alejandro Kirk? Might be a little high. I like that. I like that pick a lot. He has been the best catcher in the league so far this year, and it's not even close. I'm going to push back, even though, I mean, I know you have a deep, deep love for Jordan Alvarez. He DHs too much. He's, he's, he's considered a DH. He's regarded as a DH. Wait, wait, wait. We had this exact same talking point the other day on the show, but wasn't it flipped where I was saying that a DH shouldn't win MVP and you were arguing for Jordan Alvarez? I was definitely not arguing for Jordan Alvarez. Okay. Maybe I, I, don't recall, I don't recall this conversation, but I feel like I've been very much, or I should say, you would need to do something incredibly special mm. as a DH. I would argue that what he is doing right now could be considered incredibly special. A 203 OPS plus is pretty special. It's it might a- not be special enough. No, I, I just don't. Yeah, I don't think it's special enough when you're considering that's uh, I'm looking at weighted runs created plus here, and he's a 13 point difference between him and the next best guy in the MVP conversation. Like that's no, it's not there. I don't know. The war's not there. I'm not. I'm not able to consider. It. And this is the same guy who, you know, diehard Poppy fan here. I, I certainly wouldn't campaign for any of his seasons either yeah yeah like, this is one of the best dhs of all time here and i can't say that he necessarily was mvp level lj you actually be surprised in his last what is that eight games Jordan's played six in left field like they're actually kind of running him out there a little more than i thought it's still not every day not not even close but he split is actually more of a split between left field and DH, I think, now. Yeah. Again, and then again, that's why I mentioned the optics. You know, I think everyone kind of assumes he's a DH at this point. And that's gonna yeah, hurt. like I didn't even realize that until right now. It, that's going to hurt his votership so much. And uh, yeah, I just, that's, that's the worry there with him. Well, that tier for me, it was Goran Alvarez, Xander Bogarts, Alejandro Kirk, and Shohei Otani. Um, LJ, take us through your third tier, the Peloton. My Peloton, again, I apologize. I don't know how the entirety of the uh, award season turned into a cycling metaphor, but here we are. Um, I've got Mike Trout and Xander Bogarts. Mike Trout would have 100% been in that fourth tier if not for a couple of things. First off, I, I realized I missed Jose Ramirez, and then I'm like, oh, dang, four cont- five contenders is, like, very serious competition. And then I started to look at Trout, and I'm like, that that stretch those last couple of weeks during the losing streak where he couldn't do anything, you know, as much as that shows his value – it also shows he wasn't providing value. And I think that that really tanked his numbers and kind of took him out of this race for the time being. Of course, with him, you know, 21 home, home runs, 43 RBIs. Um, he, he's got a very clear chance, very clear path to end up leading the league in war again. So I definitely can see him jumping back into this race. But objectively, looking at the numbers, looking at the impact to start the season, 
there is a defined gap, I think, between the top four and him. Xander Bogart's great player, um, having a way better season than, than you realize. Um, you know, only six home runs to start the year, but is able to get up to a 3.3 war. Um, just terrific all-around impact. And that's kind of, that's going to be his curse in this award conversation, I think, isn't necessarily his ability. It's the way he's going about it and the way he does it is it being also all of his numbers are being so quietly put up that he's going to sneak up the leaderboards before anyone really has time to notice and build the hype. Uh, yeah. And with Xander Bogarts, the outs above average goes from the first percentile in 2021. So legitimately one of the worst fielders in the league last season to the 65th percentile this year that's helped his war a lot because this is probably his best defensive season since like 2017. Oh, certainly. Yeah, no, this is really great. And then even if we're looking for reasons why places to point to, honestly, I'd kind of give Trevor story a lot of credit too. Mm. And not just because of a, um, would that be not pack rat uh, mentality, but like, you know, alpha type situation where he's trying to prove himself and stay on or get the contract from the Red Sox or get his bag. And this is how he proves it by being next to another set, another shortstop, but Trevor story being able to give a little support in the hole really gives him a ton of help because, you know, that's really been, that's where a lot of Xander Bogart's, points got ticked off in terms of defense has been his range, particularly his range to his left. And so now all of a sudden you have another really good defender, probably the best defender that he has worked with consistently since like 2014 at the position, you know, that just makes such a difference for what he's able to do. Well, LJ, my last tier, I'm going to bring up a few guys um, that, I feel like should be um, at least have their name thrown in the in in this podcast for just having a good season so far, um, along with some other names that I think are pretty interesting. Um, so it'll be quite a few names here, but you know, Kyle Tucker, guy everyone knows, I'm pretty high on um, having a great season, uh, and he's finally got that a fielding um, positive now. Um, Hopefully he can get that batting average up a little bit. He's been struggling um, a tad bit as of late, but certainly a guy I like a lot. He's eighth in war in the American League. Byron Buxton, if he can stay healthy, could certainly put together a six-war season, um, six or five, five or six-war, um, certainly not out of the question for him. Ty France um, could be the starting first baseman in the AL for the All-Star game. Um and of course, his teammate Julio Rodriguez has been so good as a rookie this year. Um, yeah, he's bounced back in a major way, LJ. The batting average for Rodriguez already up to 276. And it was it was way lower than that just a few weeks ago. So nice to see that. Um, and how about Luis Arias? Um, you know, people are just sleeping on this guy. He's currently the batting average leader across the MLB at 355. He strikes out less than 10% of the time, walks more than 10% of the time. Um, and I want to say 
for the month of May, he had a 500 batting or uh, excuse me, a 500 on base percentage. Um, Luis Arias of the Twins is a really, really underrated player so far this year, and just a contact guy that you would want on your team. Yeah, he's been terrific. Uh, in my outside looking in to go run through this group quickly, Brandon touched on just about all of it. Byron Buxton, Ty France, Jeremy Pena, Julio Rodriguez. Um, great seeing so many young guys in this conversation, hmm. especially when the rest of this converse, this group, in at least in the AL, is all very much dominated by the current guard the old not the old guard necessarily but like all of these guys in their prime all of these guys we've been hearing about in this conversation for a couple of years now are really all in the atop this group which is kind of funny because weren't we we were just talking about how many brand new names there are in the pitching side of things yeah to look over this and things haven't really changed on the position player side and then martin perez needs to be discussed here um, my Cy Young pick as of right now. And, you know, I feel like the guy who was winning the Cy Young always needs to be put into account and taken in, in as a factor for this award, just because, you know, if you've had that big an impact that you're the best pitcher in the league, you've had clearly had a big impact on your team, but it's another one of those situations, just like with Josh Hader the other day, you're effectively riding a unicycle in the Tour de France. Like you got to you got to be a lot better than the rest of the fields to get that honor. Yeah, you're trying to win the Indy 500 uh, on a horse, <laughs> essentially. Um, you got to really step your game up um, from that point. But for our AL MVP talk and Friday's episode, do we have any other topics? Anything else you wanted to talk about? Um. I feel like there was something. I can't remember. Um, oh, I actually, I have something. Okay. Um, oh, yes, I do. I have a little news story regarding Reed Detmers. Okay. Um, LJ, it's very unfortunate. He has been optioned to AAA Salt Lake. What? All right, as the person who's turned into the podcast's resident Reed Detmers hater accidentally. I, I wouldn't say I'm in favor of this move. What was the logic behind this? They recalled Olivier Ortega and Elvis Peguero. Um, just as they've optioned starter Reed Detmers to AAA, reliever Jimmy Herget heads to the 15-day IL. I just... I do have to objectively disagree on this. I mean, what more does he need to do at 22 years old to stay up? He's clearly not the reason that you're losing. Four six six is an ERA isn't good, but it's not bad either. You know, it is a four. It's a four six six, and then you throw. And if you take the no hitter out of there, it's probably a lot higher. However, uh, yeah, it's kind of bad. I mean, the. Game log is definitely not the cleanest, um, but he's. But Brandon, this is the guy you were considering picking over Nate Eovaldi. 
Yeah, that was for for what? For okay, that was when we were talking about whether or not the Angels could win a single game. Um <laughs> yeah. this is you like uh, three Detmers in the matchup between Detmers and Yavaldi. Yes. I do remember what I was gonna talk about though. Um we have some very big news. Uh Jeter Downs played his first game. He started at third base for the Red Sox the other night. He had two infield assists on the day and zero errors, making his fielding percentage 1,000. This, therefore, makes him the best defensive Jeter in AL East history. Thank you. Congratulations. Um, One last thing, which just seeing this headline makes me laugh. Um, LJ, we have a former pitcher who is targeting a – comeback um cannot believe that this is actually real but cole hamels is trying to come back for the 2023 season come on dude just hang it up already you haven't pitched since 2020 it's over no you haven't excuse me i do have to correct you there you have not stepped on a mound since 2020 you haven't pitched since 2019 you threw a ball in 2020. You threw quite a few in 2020 that didn't end up very well. He threw he threw quite a few balls, and quite a few balls ended up not in the stands at least, but around the field. Um, no, dude, just hang um, it up. Like he's he's 38. You got your four time, your four all stars. You know, you were a perennial pitcher there for a while. Well, what does he expect? What is he thinking he's gaining from this? Is my question. He's not getting he must still think he has strikeouts. It. He must still think he has it. Then all right, I'm not gonna say you're stupid because like look, if you want to play, you should play. Find a way to play. Well, Someone he got signed by the Dodgers play. last year, remember, during the middle of the yeah. season. And then he never did anything. It was just like, oh, it's like who will appear for the Dodgers first? Danny Duffy or Cole Hamill? Poor Danny Duffy. Poor Danny Duffy. Still on the Dodgers, by the way. It has I not know. appeared. I hope he wins a ring at some point here with the Dodgers, even if he doesn't pitch. Because if his career pitch. ends, LJ, like this, and we just see a 2-5-1 ERA for the Royals in his last season, we're going to be like, what the hell happened to this guy? He literally got hurt and then just stayed hurt. And it really upsets me as a person who, you know, Admittedly, I'd love to go back and redo my favorite players list because I don't think I did. I should have restarted it from scratch because we did such so much last year. Danny Duffy 100% makes it. But just a oh, poor guy. But yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. If it's just because you want to play, good on you. If it's because you think you have more to like truly add here, I, I just feel like you're, if this is about legacy, He's doing more to harm himself right now by trying to come back time and time again. And especially if he does manage to come back than he ever could by playing. Like, what milestone does he think he's able to get over by coming back here? It's certainly not strikeouts. Do you see anything that's really touchable for him? No. And one of the problems with – one of the big problems with sports is that we pay these athletes all this money, which they should get. They are entertainers at the end of the day. 
and they know their their worth absolutely no issue in that it's that once they get all this fame and acclamation and all this stuff they start to think that they cannot be wrong and that they will always have it they will always be the same player um you know if you're looking at the nba see russell westbrook his style of play cannot work for him anymore and he refused to change and the, the league caught up to him very quickly and it sucks to say that because i like watching russell westbrook play i'm not gonna get into this argument with you right now because he just, I, he just I think refused that... to change and that's okay um Cole Hamilton. Can you really call it refused to change when his body just slowed down this year? No, you can't really call it that. But like, if he if he, he keeps trotting out there with tried. the same style in the next two years, there yes, was still shelter. There was still he he had a full season to try to do some sort of adjusting with his game. That's all. It's hard, man. No, I know, I know. Well, Cole Hamels. My point is that. Cole Hamels must think that this is still 2015, 2016, where he is rolling with the Phillies, just got traded to Texas. He must think that his arm is in that shape. Self-realization is so important in sports. As players, as GMs, as owners, as front office members, you need to be able to realize that you are wrong at points and admit that. And I think that it's best for Cole Hamels. LJ, if he retires right now, people look at his career 58 war i mean he don't he'd almost be hurting his hall of fame case because he comes back that resets your clock for when you can actually get on the ballot and the longer you wait until you retire the longer it is till you get on the ballot the longer it's been since um, people actually remember you being good um and, you know, he could, I don't know, just interesting. Hey, you're 100% right. And that was kind of the point I was making before is like, you know, I don't think he's, he's not in serious conversation for being a Hall of Famer. He'll but be on the ballot at least. What he is on in conversation for is being on the ballot and getting through his first year, which I think is the second greatest accolade in all of baseball. I'm not sure, you know, if you if he continues on this path, I'm not sure I could even justify it. Like, because you're either going to hurt your value by keep trying to come back and getting hurt, and then all of a sudden that's any, what everybody remembers you by is your injuries and the way your career fell apart at the end. Or he's going to come back and he's going to give us 4-3 Cole Hamels and inflate his ERA in a couple meaningless seasons. And it's kind of like Pujols, where you look at his first 10 seasons in the league, and it's probably the best 10-season stretch that we have seen in the history of the league outside of maybe Trout has that. But I actually think that Albert Pujols' first 10 seasons are the best 10-year stretch ever. We don't talk about that anymore. We talk about Albert on the Angels. We talk about him on the Dodgers a little last year. We've almost seemingly forgot what he's done, and I don't yeah, want to. But say that's that. a little. That's no, a no, little no. Different. I know, but he was over a hundred WAR at one point. Albert definitely was over a hundred WAR. Him choosing to keep playing until age forty-two 
has taken him to 99.4. And unfortunately, I don't think he's going to get back up to 100. Based on how the past few years have gone with his war stats, I find it hard to believe that he will get back there. I wouldn't be shocked if he did. I don't know. I think he still has something to offer here. Oh, yeah. I think his situation, especially if he doesn't retire this year, his situation in St. Louis is very much a favorable one for him doing that. Like, being able to be a platoon DH at this point is fine. But I think also the benefit for him that Cole Hamels will not have is, first off, he did already do it. So no matter what, his numbers will reflect that. He could go out there for the entire season and just try to bunt, and he'd still be considered 100% first first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. Um, The other thing he has here, too, is the fact that he did see success in both L.A., and as much as the numbers don't reflect it, I think the overall sentiment is that the return to St. Louis has been successful. So well, yeah, against left-handed pitchers, he he absolutely rakes. Mm. Absolutely rakes against left-handed pitchers. Like you're talking like a 170 OPS plus this year. It, it's nasty. It is nasty. Mary Brandon, do we have anything else for this show? Don't believe so. Thank you for listening. Check us out. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at MLB Daily Pod. We'll see you. See you manana. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors.